job openings posted in one week since Monday, April 6th, in Boston, Massachusetts. Delivery driver, nurse, customer service associate, medical assistant, warehouse worker, infant teacher, cook. These are jobs that have some risk associated with them compared to what an individual right now would be getting with their unemployment insurance benefits plus the extra $600 from the CARES Act. Those are not enticing jobs. Okay, it might be more lucrative for people to just file for unemployment and take those payments. When I tried to search any information about the CARES Act, my whole browser just froze. So many people are trying to do the same thing. Do you think that being able to forecast those things will help at some point to mitigate the influx? Well, it helps the city and the state plan. So when you can show them a graph like like I've been doing and updating periodically and sending to them at like 1030 at night, the right people are getting that information and knowing just the sheer magnitude of how we are overwhelming the system. In addition to better preparing people and incentivizing people to work the jobs we really need right now. From News at Northeastern, this is Litmus, a conversation with Northeastern University's groundbreaking researchers. We connect what's going on in their labs to what's going on in your life. We're News at Northeastern reporters Aria Bracci and Emily Arnson. I'm Alicia Sasser-Modestino, and I'm an associate professor at Northeastern University in the School of Public Policy and the Department of Economics. I study all sorts of issues related to the economy, including the labor market, the housing market, and healthcare. So... Speaking of issues related to the economy, a lot of people are out of work right now. And we're seeing that most of these jobs are in the restaurant industry, the service industry, and also surprisingly people who work in small doctor's offices for dentists or podiatrists or um, OBGYNs or anything that's not emergent right now. So that is one reality right now. A lot of people are out of work. At the same time, there's a lot of shortages. So shortages of labor. There are hospitals that are reaching their capacity. So one might look at that situation and say, look, okay, well, why don't we just take the people who are out of work and put them in these situations, in these areas, in these industries? Is there a problem with that? For some economists, that seems like it might be an easy solution, right? Let's just reemploy the workers that are out there in these high demand positions. So stocking shelves in grocery stores, delivering food or other products to people's homes. And of course, the problem that labor economists point out is that there's often a skills mismatch between who's unemployed and the jobs that are in high demand. And these jobs don't come with zero risk either. It feels like a war zone. As more of them die, grocery workers increasingly fear showing up at work. Abba Badarai, The Washington Post, April 12, 2020. Obviously, in healthcare, we've heard a lot about personal protective equipment. But even in grocery stores, in nursing homes, in Amazon warehouses, everyone needs a mask of some sort, gloves of some sort, some protective equipment. And the pay for those workers should be raised, not just to incentivize them to take those jobs, but right now, you could think of it as hazard pay. It's extra compensation that you get for taking a risky, dangerous, dirty, or unpleasant job. Hey, McDonald's. Since when did a $15 voucher with no cash value count as hashtag hazard pay? At Mr. underscore Senor underscore Joe, April 11th. 2020. If you are asking people to be on the front lines and do essential services, you should be giving them the right compensation to match that. If you're Amazon, you should be raising your pay to compensate your 
existing employees and attracting new employees to work in your warehouses. If you're looking for people to be working in the hospitals, if you're looking for people to take some quick training to become a respiratory therapist, that's a public health and safety issue. And so if um, I were in the position of making decisions for the city or the state, I would be offering to pay that on top of what the hospitals are paying because those are essential jobs to combating the surge in cases that we're going to be seeing here in Massachusetts. But to be honest, the wages of the jobs that we're looking to fill are so low that it would actually be more beneficial for someone who is unemployed to stay unemployed, to earn the unemployment insurance benefit they get plus the extra $600 under the CARES Act than to take one of these low-wage, frontline, potentially risky jobs right now. So if someone were to say, okay, well, my the circumstances that have been handed to me are leading me to file, what are some of the roadblocks that they might face? So our our UI system typically in Massachusetts handles about 5,000, 6,000 claims a week. And during the Great Recession, maybe we were handling 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 a week. We're now at 180,000 people per week filing for unemployment insurance claims. And this is just in Massachusetts? This is just Massachusetts. I just pulled out my calculator and that is a 36 time increase in applicants, in first-time applicants. But there are really specific criteria that need to be met in order for someone to work in the UI system. I I find it really almost comical, but in a really dire way that we're seeing a lot of these same barriers to, to retraining in the unemployment system. That requires passing a criminal um, as well as a security background check to be able to work with people's social security numbers and their personal information, their logins, their passwords. You also mentioned that it's continually really important for these workers to be bilingual. Yes. And so trying to find workers who have those certifications is a little bit of a struggle right now. Even the government itself is looking to expand its workforce to process all of the unemployment insurance claims that are coming in. Those are the people who successfully filed for unemployment insurance claims. They didn't have questions about how to sign themselves up. They were employees of a business. They worked enough quarters and had enough earnings to qualify for unemployment insurance. The first thing you have to do when you get on the online system is put in your employer's name. Well, if you're self-employed or a gig worker, that's a non-starter. And so those people haven't been able to get into the system at all. That's still happening. Yes. We talked on April 2nd, and that was a problem then, and I was hoping that they would have been resolved by now. The CARES Act that Congress passed a few weeks ago expanded unemployment insurance to individuals who are contract workers, gig workers, self-employed workers. And right now, all of the states are waiting for the Federal Department of Labor to issue guidance on exactly how those people are going to be identified in the unemployment insurance system. And that has not been received yet. And so people who are self-employed are still waiting. The city of Boston and the state have been looking for information about when will we hit the peak of people who are applying for unemployment insurance, which is a little difficult to tell right now because not everybody's getting through. I've been working with the mayor's office of workforce development. And so one thing that I've been using as a forecaster is Google Trends. And so if you look at the Google trend for unemployment insurance, Massachusetts, it's wildly predictive of each weekly increase in UI claims. So 
you know, even if they aren't getting through, we know that they're searching online and they're trying to get through. And that that at least tells us a little bit more about how much greater the demand is beyond even the, the claimants that we're seeing in the data week to week. They know they need to keep hiring more workers to process unemployment insurance claims. They know that they need to get those fixes made to the UI system to be able to allow these non-traditional claimants in. There are so many competing priorities right now with providing healthcare workers with, you know, the PPE they need, with making sure that we're enforcing social distancing. The labor market's super important, but maybe is taking, uh, you know, uh, the third priority there. You can help people understand and put in perspective the kinds of resources they need to marshal. And just got an email from Alicia, and another thing is actually looking up. So that computer glitch that I mentioned, that's blocking gig workers and self-employed people from getting unemployment benefits. As of April 9th, quote, the DUA, the Department of Unemployment Assistance, is now working with a vendor to build a new platform to disperse those benefits. This platform is expected to begin processing claims on or about April 30th, 2020, end quote. So if you're in Massachusetts, hang tight, at least until it's, quote, on or about April 30th, end quote. You'll get reimbursed retroactively, too. Special thanks to Alicia Sasser Modestino, Associate Professor of Public Policy and Urban Affairs, Associate Professor of Economics, and Associate Director of the Dukakis Center for Urban and Regional Policy at Northeastern University. Sound Engineering by Anthony Polito and me, Aria Bracci. Mixing and Mastering by Anthony Polito. Our editor is David Filipov. From News at Northeastern, this is Litmus. We're News at Northeastern reporters Aria Bracci and Emily Arnson. <laughs>